Hallelujah. God is a God of increase. Amen, not decrease. Amen. Keith Moore had a, a sermon out a while back that he's not enough, he's too much. He's a God of too much. Amen. He's a God of increase. He, and, I mean, some religious people have a problem with that, but but uh, God doesn't. Amen. The, the streets are gold. Amen. Heaven's extravagant. Amen. But we get some kind of false humility and uh, uh, mess up things. Well, uh, he, he, he's a God of increase, and he's a good God, and he loves us. And he really does want his people well. And, and there's just so much in the Word of God that the tradition of men have got us to where we're not interested or we don't know. Uh, some churches never did encourage you to carry your Bible. And uh, I heard a, a man of God, I had many of his tapes, and a great preacher, he's in heaven now, uh, Brother Albert Willis. And, uh, oh, my goodness, he was Baptist. He was a great Baptist pastor, but he got filled with the Holy Ghost in the charismatic movement, and he become a great faith teacher. And he did great things in Africa all over, touched a lot of young minister, and I got a chance. I was going to get to hear him in person, and I was so excited. I'm going to hear Albert Willis. I had a stack of his tapes, and, you know, he preached. He said uh, uh, how important it was to listen and take notes that was his message and that was a good message because uh i mean i know most y'all got a better memory than me you know and <laughs> you just lay hold of something praise god and it never leaves you you hear it one time and you know that's that you know then you can just quote it and, and uh, i'm not that way amen but he said that's the way you really do it is to pay attention and take notes, and that was his message. I was thankful to hear him and thankful to get to meet him and everything, but I was expecting a great faith message. But I got that, and that is a great faith message because faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, uh, Mark seven thirteen, Jesus said, making the Word of God of no effect through your tradition, which you have handed down in so many things you do, See, the, the tradition of men can make the Word of God ineffective because of our traditions, because we hold on to our traditions. Well, God wants me uh, sick because He's teaching me something. Boy, some people will just hold on to that and fight for that, and, and it, it makes them feel like they're really special, you know. And, uh, but that's not God's plan at all. God's heart is, I want my people well. I want my people blessed. I want my people thriving. Just like Emmett's my grandson. But, you know, uh, I believe God for him, and so I rest in my faith. But in my flesh, that, you know, I might as well have every symptom because it hurts me because he's my flesh. And, and uh, any time my children were ever uh, sick, and praise God they weren't. Not very much. Uh but I, I want them well. I want them thriving. And when I see, uh, when I see children that have issues and going through things, oh, it just, it just, uh, it, I'm just moved with compassion. And and see, God loves us more than that, and He doesn't want us suffering. Amen. And He's not allowing you to suffer. He's given us a way out. But the tradition of men clouds all that up. 
and keeps us from hearing it. But all the way through history in this new covenant, there's, there, there's always been a few people, because of desperation, uh, they would lay hold of God. Amen. John G. Lake, uh, I got a big thick book about that thick by him that Brother Copeland Company published and talk about his miracles and it's got a lot of his sermons and if you're if you're uh, if you want to be a uh, a worldly Christian you don't need to read after him because <coughs> he'll, he'll you know he'll he'll say things that you don't like and then if you get mad enough you can't receive nothing from it anyway but he had miracles oh he had miracles hundred thousand documented miracles in a five-year period in the Pacific West Coast. The doctors, I think it was Spokane, Washington, the doctors got so mad they tried to take him to court and sue him and get him arrested for practicing healing without a license because he's getting a whole lot more healed than, than they were. <coughs> and they'd always wind up throwing it out. He'd go in there and give his testimony. And just oh, we can't arrest this man. Hallelujah. So, uh, but how he started, he had, uh, I think, Maybe, uh, maybe 12 or more siblings. They used to have a whole lot more children than we have nowadays. Now, you know, five's a full quiver, but uh, they used to have plenty of children. And uh, they were in church. They were faithfully in a church, in a denominational church. And some disease uh, had, had swept through. And it was taking out his siblings, left and right. Over half of them had died. And the preachers, or the, you know, they would say, well, you know, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away, and the Lord called them home, and his ways are higher than our ways. And he just got tore up about that and got to crying out to God. And he found a scripture. A lot of these, a lot of these pioneers f found the same scripture. Amen. But just through reading the Word of God, and, and you know, you believe God, you love God, and you stop listening to, to what somebody else says, and you start reading the Word of God. And they saw Acts 10, 38. Uh, uh, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. And he realized it wasn't God making them sick. Amen. And Jesus was anointed to heal them. And see, he got to, see, they were taught at that time that it was God allowing this or God putting this on them. Amen. Well, another one. I got a testimony here. I, th I think it's good to just hear these things that are documented history because a lot of people, I don't know about all that stuff. And then there are some, some spiritual weirdos who try to minister stuff and they don't really know what they're doing and they make the whole thing look bad. And then, uh, you know, uh, Bonanza, you know, had a episode about a faith healer and, and Little House on the Prairie, because that's the same one. Little Joe just stole the, copy, the playwright, you know, and changed the names, you know. But the same story, there's a faith healer and he's fake and he's got people, you know, pretending to be crippled. And, and uh, y you know, just a bunch of nonsense so that the real gets, uh, makes the real look bad. But there is a real right there, so that's a real. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. I'd be dead if God hadn't helped me. But John Alexander Dowie 
was a pastor of a church in Sydney, Australia, when the bubonic plague struck around 1875. This was before Azusa. He buried 40 members of his church in less than one month. And four more people from his congregation had died and were yet to be buried. Many others became sick with this awful plague in which there was no cure. After visiting the many sick members of his flock one day, Dr. Dowie returned home and sat in his study, his arms folded up on his desk, his head up on his arms, weeping before God. God, is everyone going to die? He cried. Are you going to take everybody? Where did this plague come from? Are you the author of this? He was heartsick at the thought of all the families that would be torn apart by the plague and the children who would be left orphans. John Alexander Dowery later wrote that the words found in Acts 10.38 stood out before him as a light, showing Satan as the defiler and Christ as the healer. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. He said, My tears were wiped away. My heart was strong. I saw the way of healing, and the door thereto was opened wide. So I said, God help me now to preach the word to all the dying around and to tell them uh, how it is Satan who defiles and Jesus still delivers for he is just the same today. He did not have long to wait. Within minutes, two young men burst into a study uh, pleading breathlessly, Oh, come at once. Mary is dying. Dr. Dowie ran down the street after them, not even pausing to take his hat. He was furious that Satan should have, should have attacked this innocent young member of his flock. Mr. Dowie entered uh, Mary's room and found her in convulsions. Her medical doctor, having given up on her, was preparing to leave. He turned to Dr. Dowie and remarked, Sir, are not God's ways mysterious? The revelation Dr. Dowie had just received from God's word was burning in his heart. God's way, he thundered. How dare you call that God's way? No, sir, that is the devil's work. He challenged a physician who was a member of his congregation. Can you pray the prayer of faith that staves the sick? The doctor replied, you are, you are much too excited, sir. Tis best to say God's will be done. And he left. The doctor left. Excited, the word was quite inadequate for what I was, uh, uh, for I was almost frenzied with divinely imparted anger and hatred of that foul destroyer disease which was doing Satan's will, Dowie wrote. It is not so, I exclaimed. No will of God since such cruelty, and I shall never say God's will be done to Satan's work, which God's own son came to destroy, and this is one of them. Oh, how the word of God was burning in my heart. Furious at Satan's work, Dr. Dowie then prayed the prayer of faith for Mary, and the girl's convulsions immediately ceased, and she fell into such a deep sleep, so much that her mother uh, worried that she had died. She isn't dead, the triumphant Dr. Dowie assured them. After several minutes, Dr. Dowie awakened Mary. She turned to her mother and exclaimed, Mother, I feel so well. Dr. Dowie quietly thanked God and then went into the next room where Mary's brother and sister lay with the same plague. After prayer, they too were completely healed. From that day on, John Alexander Dowie ministered to his flock on divine healing and continued to pray for their healing. And because of his belief in divine healing, he never lost another one of his church members to the plague. 
the Bible says that Jesus healed all that came to him. John Alexander Dye was a Scottish evangelist and faith healer who ministered in Australia and in the United States. What a testimony. And Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever if people would dare to believe it. Amen. We just haven't, we just haven't seen it and haven't known. So many people love God. Amen. But, you know, the enemy, like I was talking this morning, he's, he's, he's after faith. He doesn't want people uh, to believe what we need to believe. Now, Proverbs 4.20 says this. It's always been in there. Always been in there. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Amen. His words are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Amen. And then Psalm 107.20 says, He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from all their destructions. Now, there are so many passages on healing. You'd, you'd, you'd just think that there wasn't that many. But, I mean, uh, we can... We can do this. We, we, need, we do need to consecrate and dedicate time to healing so we can be healed and so that we can minister to healing and teach others. Because, you know, when I first got saved, I got in a Shambach meeting. And now, Shambach was a great man of God. And Shambach had many great miracles. And uh, Shambach prayed for me, and I fell under the power of God, and I was so blessed and stirred. And, uh, got me a tape series, a cassette tape series, and I listened to those things over and over again. And you'd hear about Shambach praying for people, and you'd really just want to go to the hospital and empty it out. But, but you know, when you heard those testimonies, and you'd watch, you know, like Benny Hinn on TV, and he's got them up there, and, you know, and they're falling over left and right with all kinds of glorious testimonies. But what you don't see, you don't see the whole story. There's some that don't get healed. I got in the elevator with Benny uh, it, it Benny Hinn one time uh, uh, up in Cincinnati and uh, there was people on there that didn't get healed amen and, and uh, you know they thought through tradition if I can just get around Benny I'll be healed but that's not the way it works you got to believe God it ain't Benny it ain't Benny but some people got around there and believed God and got healed amen so I you know I'm not going to get into how he does everything that's, that's his business and and I think he's making a comeback lately, I, I, I hear. And uh, uh, we, we can't have enough gospel preached. So he sent his word and, he, he, and it healed them. That's what Fenton's translation says. So we know that healing can be obtained several ways. A lot of people don't. I thought everybody, you know, that you just prayed for got it. But see, even Jesus, he would teach and he would preach and he was healed. And they were in and, and heal. He'd teach, preach, and heal. So he is putting the word in them. You know, he told the woman at the issue of blood, Your faith has made you whole. We gotta get our faith developed. And and there's many different ways. There are gifts through healings and endowments. And when Dr. Jacobs comes, because he 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 uh, is in the office of New Testament prophet, he has healing endowments on him that are different. Amen. You know, uh, Richard Roberts, different famous ones that have healing ministries. This, uh, uh, what's the guy that's coming to evangel? Uh, Billy, 
Billy Burke, he has a healing endowment. He, he, he has got the faith to believe for miracles and not get caught up in what it looks like or what it sees or the expressions on people's face. He just lays hold of the miraculous. Now, that's a, that's a high-level faith, but there's also an endowment on him for that to get those results. Now, any of us, it tells any of us, these signs shall follow, follow them that believe in your Bible in red letters. But, and so we're not supposed to say, well, I don't know about that stuff. No, we're supposed to be doers of the word. These signs shall follow uh, them that believe in my name they'll cast out devils well you don't have none of that going on and uh, but I, <laughs> i've been there and done that amen and and, and, and still do praise god uh, not as frequently as i once did there for a while i had a i had a, a rigorous schedule schedule actually hallelujah but uh cast out devils greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world people don't know that amen we saw the exorcist and we're scared of them Amen, and they make up all these movies, and, and uh, saints of God will sit there and watch all them demon charm movies and, and uh, uh, zombies and, and, and fascinated by all that stuff and don't even know where their Bible's at. I'm preaching on you, and you need to get that straightened out, praise God. Hallelujah. I'm meddling, praise God, trying to help you. You ain't going to have no faith like that. But he said, them that believe in my name, they'll cast out devils. They will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. It says them that believe. What was he preaching about this morning? Having genuine faith. Not people have really genuine faith. But, and faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. But Jesus said through traditions, the word of God becomes none effect. So we don't get that faith. We don't build that faith. But I said this morning, and it's accurate, you can't argue with it, that we, have, we, we don't have any problem having faith for heaven. Amen. Or having eternal living forever and after we're dead. Y'all can go up there and walk, in the, walk amongst the graveyard, walk amongst all those hundreds and hundreds of tombstones. You know they're in there, and, and, uh, but some of them are saved. Some of them probably weren't. Amen. They're somewhere else according to the book, and we believe that. But we believe, you know, I believe Paul Emmett's kicking up gold dust with Jesus and Granny and all your loved ones. And, and I mean, that's far-fetched. I mean, the world thinks we're gone. Amen. <laughs> They do. Amen. Then when you start telling them you believe in healing, but see, when you really do believe it and you start showing them, amen, then what can you do with that? Praise God. When, and, and when they see real changed lives, they hate it. They hate it. See, they're not worried about Muslims having Allah, and they don't even, listen to me, they don't even care if they get on their rug and face a certain direction every day, three times a day. They don't even care because it doesn't do anything. But when somebody knows God and prays in the name of Jesus, something happens, praise God. And that's the, that's the point of problem. So uh, there are several ways to be healed. I'm going to touch on them briefly. We're going to do communion tonight. Amen. And, and uh, the greatest way, and I'll save it for last, the greatest way for a child of God to be healed is to believe the Word of God for yourself. It's probably the most difficult because we go, go through. But even when a healing anointing like Dr. Jacobs comes, you have to have faith. You have to have faith to receive those gifts. Amen. And, and uh, uh, the people who receive in those situations have faith. And some people just get it simply. Some people just get it simply. Amen. And, uh, you know, I've heard of people going to Brother Hagin's healing school, Keith Moore talking about it, and they've given them up hope, and they're full of cancer, and, you know, they're on their last leg, and they've lost 
tremendous amounts of weight, can't eat nothing, hadn't ate nothing, and somebody told him there's a healing school. The doctor said there's nothing else we can do. Somebody said there's a healing school in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. They have healing school a couple times a day, and you can go and hear the Word of God, and they pray for people. And somebody went to that, and the first time he heard this message that it was of the devil, and Jesus took stripes for it. And he believed it. He was so hopeless, he didn't have anything else to do. What else could he do? He dared to believe it. And they ministered, and, and there's people who have been healed in, instantly. There's people who had to come back two or three months, two or three weeks. And there's people that came back three or four months and just couldn't figure it out. Amen. Something just blocked them from getting it. Amen. But, you know, if you want it, you'll get it. If you want it, you'll find it. Seek and you find. He's a reward of them that diligently seek him. But you've got to be after it. It's not going to fall on your head like an apple falling off an apple tree. Amen. You've got to go after it. So, so believing the word for yourself. Amen. Uh, uh, Colossians 1 and 12 says, Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. We have an inheritance, and part of that is healing. Amen. Acts 20, 32 says, So now, brethren, I commend you to God and the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all uh, those who are sanctified. The word of God is able to give us an inheritance. Faith comes by hearing what belongs to us. So we lay hold of our inheritance. Healing is the children's bread. So we're able to lay uh, 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 hands on it. And, and, and Jesus said, For the hearts of this people have grown dull, their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn. Turn from what? Their unbelief and wrong thinking, so that I should heal them. Amen? So that's one way. That's the best way. It's, 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 uh, it's a process. That's what we have. And that's why you go to a word church to hear these things. Faith comes by hearing. It may take a while, but that's all right. Amen. Calling upon the elders. This is in James. Is anyone sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with all in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith, not the prayer of doubt and unbelief, or not the prayer of, if it be thy will, Father. You don't get people healed like that. You get people healed by praying the prayer of faith. And what does faith say? We heard this morning. It says what God says about you physically, spiritually, financially, in every way. The prayer of faith says what the Word says. The prayer of faith doesn't say God's going to do it sometime. The prayer of faith says it is done, it is finished. Amen? Then there's a thing called agreement, binding and loosing. If you've got a prayer partner, you ought to have a prayer partner. If you're married, you've got a prayer partner. Amen? And you can, if any two agree on earth is touching anything, it, it'll be. Amen. And binding and loosing. Whatever you bind on earth will, will, will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. See, when we prayed for Emmett, when I prayed for Emmett, I didn't say, oh, Lord, please heal him. Amen. The Lord did that 2,000 years ago. Amen. That, he, he, he already said yes to that. He already said, I want you so well. I went to the cat, uh, whipping post, took the cat and nine tails, 39 lashes. That's done. It is God's will. And it's paid for. And Jesus said it's finished. He did that before he went to the cross. That whipping's been, th that's done. Amen, that's sealed. That, that, that's in the mercy seat. All that, that, that's our inheritance. Amen, so what we do, we lay hold of it. So we say, sickness, you got to go. Sickness, I command you to go. Sickness, you have no right in the name of Jesus. Not God, would you please take this sickness away. 
Amen. And I know I'm, boy, I know there's a lot of good people who pray that way. Amen. But through the tradition of men, we make the word of God of none effect. And so we want to eliminate the tradition and get down. Amen. If uh, Praying in faith, we can do it. Uh, laying on hands and special ministers like uh, Dr. Jacobs. And I was fortunate to be around Dr. Dufresne a lot and seen a lot of amazing miracles. I saw one man, they brought him in on a stretcher. He had liver cancer. He was yellow. His skin was yellow. He was all jaundiced up. And, uh, uh, I mean, it was pitiful. And, you know, you just thought he was going to die at any minute. And, 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 and Dr. Dufresne went over and he said, it's a piece, this is a piece of cake. <laughs> That's what he'd say, it's a piece of cake. And I said, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, he, he's going to die before they even get out. And he prayed for him. And don't you know that man came walking in the next night and there was no yellow in his skin. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. I've seen stuff like that. Praise God. And I mean, this is as big as anything I've seen. I used to hear stories of miracles happening in other pastors' churches. And I would say, Lord, I'd like to have me a miracle sometime. Amen. Hallelujah. And then, and then I started praying. And you remember, I started praying. I said, we've got to pray for somebody to come here who needs a miracle. Amen. Y'all are healed. I ain't getting no miracles out of y'all because y'all don't need none. I need somebody who needs a miracle to come. And we say, Lord, we need some people like that to come. And listen, they will come. The hunger is going to come. The power is going to come. Amen. And uh, status quo, being satisfied, religion's not going to work it. And we're not concerned about them. They can have their thing. They can do what they want to do. But there's going to be a people who want to praise God and believe God and worship Him in spirit and truth. Want a preacher who'll tell them the truth. Amen. Even if he gets on their toes, they'll like it and holler amen and come back for more. Praise God. Now I'm going to get mad and go to another church. That preacher done made me mad. Well, bless your heart. Amen. Hallelujah. Go, go down there and be mad with all them. But we're going to be happy around here. Happy are the people whose God is the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. So there's laying on hands and special ministries. There's ministry gifts. The fivefold office usually has endowments. Misty has a healing endowment. Hallelujah. She knew she was called when she was 12 or 13 years old. Nobody hardly would believe her. Nobody would listen to her. Amen. Praise God. And was so religious. Couldn't feed her and couldn't help her. And, and uh, she wound up letting the world get a hold of her. Amen. Huh? Yeah, for a little while. Glory to God. But she got a healing endowment when that infection tried to come back. And I mean, I'd done fought and fought and fought. And, and now I got everything replaced and I was feeling good. And all of a sudden, I mean, it hit me. And if I ever knew I was sick, that day I knew I was sick. And uh, she said, well, we got to call the emergency room. And they said, get up here as quick as you can. This was after I had the last new one put in. And... Uh, she prayed, and, and she rebuked, and when we got in the emergency room, there was some kind of infection there, right? Was that right? The blood work showed something, and she cursed that, and then when they did the surgery, there was no trace of it. After she prayed. Amen, because that's what they do. They take stuff and see what it is when it's like that. They, them infectious disease doctors, they, they're pretty sharp. Amen. But she cursed it. And I mean, I felt it when she cursed it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I wish we could have told them doctors that they cursed it because I think they cut out a whole lot more. <laughs> you know, they got a couple good roasts out of my hip here. I'm sure. Amen. Hallelujah. Because, you know, 
I'll never be, I, I'll probably, well, I'm not going to say that because God can do all things, but it, it's, it's difficult for me to drive a straight shift right now because even my lawnmower, I've got to pull my leg up and put it on the clutch. Once I get it up on there, I can mash it. But getting it up on there in a hurry, if I was going down the road, I'd... <laughs> Hallelujah. But I, I walk and I talk and I survived. Yeah. Amen. But she has a healing endowment. I know she does. Praise God. I do too. Amen. Hallelujah. How do people forget? Dylan would not be here. Isabel Jesse would not be here. There's miracles. Amen. Their mothers were infertile. Uh, Darlene had been infertile. They'd been married 11 years. Couldn't have a baby. Amen. We'd been trying for a couple years to get Dylan. Couldn't do it. Amen. Dr. Jacobs told me about a lady in his church. He gives that testimony everywhere. And you know what? I just thought praying one day. God, that's my man of God. I'm connected to him. He's my man of God. And seemed like if he can do that, I can do that. Amen. And I just started meditating on that and praying about that. And then one Sunday night, I walked in church. And we, didn't do, we did everything different. I said, I want to pray for three people right now. And it was these two ladies that couldn't get pregnant. And Stephanie. Stephanie's a faithful long-distance member. Praise God, she's moving to Columbia this summer. Just recently got a, a, a new job. She'd lost her other job. She got a new job. Amen. And this summer she's going to move, but she's faithful uh, to support us financially and in prayer. Glory to God. But she's coming here. Well, they told her that she had uh, cysts on her ovaries, and they were probably going to have to remove both of them. Amen. Well, we prayed for her. Something happened. They didn't have to. And she later on had twins. And now they're... Uh, Gosh, I guess they're 13 years old, 13, 14 years old. They're big old boys. Hallelujah. Amen. See, that's miracles. Amen. So I've got a healing endowment, too. Different people have been healed of different things. Praise God. But, that, that's, but that's still, that works with faith and that's as the Spirit wills. You know, uh, but, but faith always has something to do with it. Uh, saying the Word of God, you can speak the Word of God. You need to say what God says. Hallelujah. Uh, so there's different ways that, that uh, God heals. You know, we can, we can know God and we can walk with God. It's not that difficult. Amen. And I know the traditions of men say, well, somebody says they're hearing God, hearing God talk. We're kind of scared. We're kind of nervous. Remember when old Robert said if, if uh, he needed to raise $7 million to do something for the medical missions and train up doctors and send them to these clinics overseas and that was his assignment and the Lord said if you didn't get that assignment done then I'm done with you and you'll be time for you to come on home but I need you to do this for me so he told that and someone of the media got it twisted around that God said if old Roberts didn't raise seven million dollars he was going to kill him that's what that's why the media does amen I was in the meeting in Tulsa Oklahoma when he was talking about it Amen. That's not what he said. I was there when he said it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Uh, what was I talking about, Oral Roberts? Uh, yeah, but uh, he had an endowment anyway. Uh, had a lot of people healed. Then in the healing revival, those endowments were everywhere. And they work stronger. 
Amen. And then there's been a waning in that. And you could say a famine in the land. Lack of enthusiasm. I'm so excited about the word that I shared this morning. That uh, uh, enthusiasm. An increase in enthusiasm has come to the body of Christ. And the only thing that that can mean, if it's real, if it's from heaven, is an increase in faith. Yeah. Amen. Because when you got faith, remember this morning, joy unspeakable and full of glory. Hallelujah. In believing. In believing. See, if you're believing, you ought to have joy. If you're worried and can't sleep at night, you're not believing. Yeah. And so you need to keep hearing the Word. Uh, he, he, keep hearing the Word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, but we don't give up. We don't stop believing. We don't stop saying what the Word of God says. And we've got to be careful and we've got to train ourselves. Uh, you know how to talk to people. Amen. Even her and I. And, and it, 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 we need to correct each other sometimes. If we start talking unbelief. If we start talking about things that we're worried about. Amen. We need to correct that. Amen. Jesus said, uh, do not worry. If you, if you translated all that uh, Sermon on the Mount in England, he said, don't worry. Amen. Hallelujah. But we, we think we, we, Grandma worried, Mama worried, so we worry. Amen. But we're not supposed to worry. We're supposed to roll all our cares over on the Lord and uh, say the right things, believe the right things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm trying to, to think about what I was talking about Oral Roberts for. Hallelujah. I know it was something good. Praise God. I hate for y'all to miss it. I'll remember it when I get home. I'll shout for you. Hallelujah. He wants us well. He cares for us. But we got to continue to feed on it, continue to press into it. Don't give up. Don't waver. Stay with it, and it'll come to pass. Amen. And if, you know, that's a, that's a way to check it. God's not trying your faith. God's not testing your faith. Amen. He doesn't do that. Amen. But the enemy is just trying to, trying to knock us off course all the time. Amen. And when, when you pass those tests, amen, and you stay with it, you know, praise God, you got something. And, and you know what? If you believe God, something good is going to happen. You know, the, the old, even whoever wrote Amazing Grace knew that. Through many dangers, toils, and snares, I have already come. His grace has brought me safe thus far, and by grace I'll overcome. See, they even, they even had believe in prayer back then. I know we don't believe in it nowadays. Amen. But they did back then. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now we just roll with whatever comes our ways. We just roll with it. Hallelujah. Lord, give me the serenity to accept all this stuff. But, you know, you don't have to accept it. You can bind and you can lose. Amen. You can be a warrior for Jesus. Amen. Starting in your own house. Amen. Run the, de the devils out. You know, I told Tiffany, I said, you know, Emmett is your offspring. Emmett can't understand exactly everything right now. But you can. And I said, don't let your head and your intelligence contradict your faith because that's what we do that's what we do amen and I said you believe God you stand on the word of God and this will be alright and this will be alright and then even if the symptoms are worse the next day you don't panic amen 
Hallelujah. You keep believing God. Keep giving God the glory. Amen. Hallelujah. And it'll come to pass. It'll, it'll all come to pass. Because God is faithful. Uh, but we're going to receive communion. Amen. W one of the things that happens in communion, we've always, always gotten nervous about communion because, you know, he that is without sin, let him cast the first stone. And, you know, the, the, Paul said something about, you know, we can't do this unworthily. And uh, I, I had one preacher tell me, I think he's over it. Uh, and, and grew and understand better but he said oh brother Randy I would never take communion I'm not worthy to take communion well none of us are but it don't say take it in an unworthy manner it says take it unworthily amen and that means that you're not understanding what's w w what it's representing and so I've been in some sermon, ser sermons and services some places where you know uh, uh you 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 got pretty concerned about your salvation there, and, and they wanted that. And I used to do this too. I mean, I'd get ready to have communion, but I'd give you five or ten minutes to pray. <laughs> Praise God! If you need to repent of anything, you better get her done right now. Hallelujah! You better give it to Jesus right now. Praise God! Because we don't want to do nothing unworthily, you know. <laughs> Hallelujah! Praise God! And we so we focused on the blood and the forgiveness of sins, and we're so thankful for that. And I love it because really it's a signal of his covenant. He shed his blood for me. I, I like that old Petra song, uh, uh, All Over Me. I got the blood of an innocent man all over me. That's one of my favorite Christian songs early. I sung that at Brother Wayne's one time. Amen. And I started singing that and my ears turned red. I so anointed. The power of God would just fill that house. Amen. You know when your face and your ears get red, the glory's falling. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. You know that old lady in the McCamies, you know, when she got to going about in the valley, when she, her face and ears turned red, is over. I mean, <laughs> you know, they's running everywhere. Praise God. <laughs> there goes Wes and Russell. Praise God. It's, it's done now. Amen. My ears got red. Hallelujah. And I sang it all over me. I got the blood of an innocent man all over me. Hallelujah. So I, we've, we've really been good on that. But the body which was broken for me, we never paid enough mind to that. And the, and the Bible says many sleep and are sickly because they don't rightly discern the Lord's body. Amen. Uh, so how, how, do, how do we do that? We got to understand that his body was broken for us. He took stripes for us just the same. Actually, before he was nailed to the cross and shed his blood, he took those stripes and, and shed much blood uh, for our healing. So that bread is our covenant symbol that healing belongs to us. Healing is the children's bread. Remember the little old lady that come? I think she's a Syrophoenician or something. And, and uh, uh, she said, well, it's not fit to sit at the master's table. But Jesus said, even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall off the table. That's what she said. Oh, so, yeah. Hallelujah. And, and Jesus said, that, that's faith right there. <laughs> Amen. That's faith right there. So y'all ready for some crumbs? Amen. Because that'll do it. Amen. Hallelujah. But, but taking the bread, amen, is our covenant symbol of healing belongs to us. And many people have been healed by taking communion. And when we did it, for, for, we did it for over a year every Sunday night. And it helped my health. It improved my health. Amen. Because it was fresh 
this is a covenant, this is a statement of my faith. I'm believing, I'm not moved by what I see or what I may feel. I'm only moved by what God's Word says. <clears throat> and I would come out of there confessing, and sometimes I'd have uh, deliverance from symptoms. Amen. Hallelujah. And, 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 and make great progress because of that. Amen. And uh, uh, I'm thankful for the blood, too. <laughs> you know, hallelujah. Uh, and uh, so we're going to receive communion. Amen. And uh, if somebody can serve everybody, we will do that tonight. Praise God, and I, I will, uh, we will schedule uh, uh, the last Sunday night of February. We will, we will look at doing this again because we want to get committed to it. And, and uh, I just believe things are breaking this year. Yes. Hallelujah. The last Sunday night of February will be the 26th. And uh, we will be here. That's right. We're not, are we scheduled to be anywhere that night, Misty? The 26th. Hallelujah. We're going to go see Mark Hankins sometime there in February. That's up around Valentine's Day, isn't it? Praise God. Hallelujah. But we will do that. And uh, maybe we'll have a guest speaker. Praise God. We'll pray about that. And uh, it will be geared towards healing. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now the Bible says that uh, Jesus on the night that he was betrayed, uh, he took the bread. And we'll get, get your little wafer out. Off the top, the clear part comes off to uh, that little plastic layer will separate and come off the top and get this delicious unleavened bread. <laughs> it's gourmet. Hallelujah. I think they just punched the bottom out of some styrofoam cups and <laughs> got a hole puncher. And Put them in there, praise God. Well, at least we won't be polluting. Hallelujah. Amen. But, uh, Father, we call this blessed in what it represents. And we're, 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 we're laughing. We're happy. We're happy because of you. And we're happy because we're healed. And healing is the children's bread. And we're learning. We may not be saying everything right. We may not be thinking everything right. All that the tra tradition of men has stolen from us. We're getting it back. We're getting it back. We're going to honor you. And your mercy is brand new every day. So we know you hear us, but we call this bread and this juice blessed in Jesus' name. And he said, uh, this represents my body, which was broken for you. This represents the stripes he took. Can you see Jesus taking those stripes for our healing? That's how it was paid for. It's done. It's finished. Amen. He already said yes to you. Amen. The, the sickness and disease is not from him. It's from the devil. Let's partake of the bread together, the broken body of our Lord Jesus Christ. By 
his stripes I'm healed. Hallelujah. Healing has no right to exist in my body. Body, I command. Command you to line up with the Word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Talk to that body sometimes when you need to. Say, you're healed. You line up with the Word of God. I don't care how it feels. I'm telling you, you got to go. And talk to it like you mean it. Amen. Hallelujah. And then praise God. You know, uh, there were times. Hallelujah. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Seemed like I was under attack. And uh, in that little house, the Harvey house, the girl, everybody else would be asleep and I'd be up praying, walking in that living room. And I was praying for my healing. I'd pray Larry Lee's prayer, God. Amen. And it, where he's Jehovah Rapha, the Lord our healer. You confess the Hebrew names of God. And I said, I thank you, Father, I'm healed. And I praise you, I'm healed. I praise you, my body lines up with the Word of God. And I'd walk around praising God and thanking God, just giving Him glory. And sometimes I'd have symptoms to name. And then I'd go on through all that prayer, and I'd be praying an hour. And I'd realize what was hurting wasn't hurting no more. And I didn't have no more symptoms. Amen. I had a chronic thing that flared up all the time. Amen. Got rid of it. Amen. It was just gone. It was just gone. Amen. What happened to the word? Amen. I thank you, Jesus. I'm healed. I thank you, Jesus. I'm healed. Did you feel it some more? Yeah, but I'd always say, I thank you, Jesus. I'm healed. Then one day I didn't have it no more. Amen. You don't have to see that it's gone to believe that you're healed. You've got to believe that you're healed before you're going to see that it's gone. Amen. That's the way it works. We walk by faith and not by sight. We call the things that be not as though they were. Sickness may be there, but you call the healing power of God working to drive it away. Amen. Then it says the same manner he took the cup and he said, this is the new covenant in my blood. Uh, as often as you do this, do it in remembrance of me. Let's thank him for the blood and let's partake of the blood, the precious blood of Jesus, fruit of the vine. Hallelujah. Are you washed in the blood? Glory to God. Glory to God. Lord, we praise you. Lord, we praise you. Shata basta, kista, maracosa. Kola loco bosa, kisa kanta. Kosa boto, kisa kanta masa. Ista, kista, bada, kasa boso. Lord, we love you. We praise you. We honor you. We honor you. We honor you. We honor you. Costa basakista. Koshi basakista. Kolo bokosita. Oh, dare to believe me, saith the Lord. Dare to trust me, to take me at my word. Take heed to that which you've heard and uh, hold fast to it. For if you believe me, if you believe me, I'm faithful. But if you don't believe me, I'm still faithful. But those who believe will receive. And those who refuse to believe uh, will not receive. So what have you got to lose, saith the Lord? Trust me. Believe me. Honor me. You'll see my hand move on your behalf. 
There are things. Even represented here tonight. There are things that seem uh, troublesome. That, that seem uh, to be a major concern. But pray for me. Pray according. Pray to me. Pray according to my word. And you will see those things move. And then give me the glory. Give me the glory. For I am a God that hears and answers prayers. And declare that. There are people who need to know that. Because they've heard that that's not so. But you know it's so. And so let there be a demonstration of it. And let there be testimonies. Saith the Lord. You'll see it all come to pass. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. If you'll believe it, you'll have it. You don't want to believe it, then you'll have that too. That's pretty plain. I believe it, praise God. Hallelujah. In every arena. Faith works in every arena. That you'll dare it. It'll work financially. Amen. It will. It'll work financially. Praise God. Just keep renewing our minds. Keep being doers of the Word. Well, I appreciate everybody for coming out tonight and uh, uh, like I say we're just going to play this by ear and see you know the weather's the weather's uh, different at this time of year but as it warms up we'll see we'll see glory to God because uh, the greatest the, the greatest times of growth in my life is when I went and got meetings where you're in two or three meetings a day for three or four days in a row. You come out of that. I mean, and I love it still. We went to, to uh, Dr. Pastor Luke's uh, three nights in a row. It was a shot in the arm. It was a shot in the arm. Praise God. Amen. I mean, I'm not quitting. I'm not about to quit. I'm going on with my Jesus just the same. But praise God, I got filled up with Ethel and you know, it's like a little turbocharger booster on it and stuff. How many of those any help you can get? It's an amazing thing. Praise God. And so that's why these people who, who miss church, you know, all the time, I don't understand. They ain't, they ain't got the hunger and they ain't got the feeding and getting hooked into the feeding. Praise God and getting the benefit from it because whew, I've always loved church. I always got something at church. My preacher, my first preacher said, you'll get out of church what you put into it. And he said, if you, if you really want to be blessed, you pray for the services. So guess what? Amen. He said, the ones who pray the most are going to get blessed the most. So I was a glory hog. Amen. I wanted the blessing. So I prayed, and I got happy all the time. Still do. Hallelujah. Amen. One of my friends told me one time, he said, uh, if I ever did go to church, he was a, he liked, he liked the world. He said, if I ever did go to church, he said, I'd want to go to one of them hell-raising churches. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. That's us. Amen. The devil don't like it, but we win anyhow. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, 
think I'm done. You got anything? Praise God forevermore. Well, God bless y'all. Truly love you.